0: Welcome to Holy Smoke, the spectator's religion podcast. I'm Damien Thompson. There's fresh anxiety this week about anti-Semitism on London campuses. After the Jewish Chronicle ran a story about events at City University where Jewish students said they felt threatened and intimidated by a hostile mob after students there passed a motion supporting the Israel boycott movement, BDS. The Jewish students said that they were sworn and threatened. Gabrielle Sofa, a student at City University, described the BDS supporters as a hostile mob, and she wrote on Facebook, having experienced what I did tonight, people taking pictures of me and various other Jews individually, having someone behind me whispering obscenities in my ear to intimidate me every time I spoke... I can safely say I no longer feel safe as a Jew at City. I'm joined by Alistair Thomas, himself a Jewish student at City University, who wrote the article for the Jewish Chronicle. Alistair, you've written about what happened at City University. You've also been looking at the atmosphere in other London universities. And I wanted to ask you, if a Jewish student just about to start studying at one of them approached you and said, have I got anything to worry about, what would you tell
1: them? I say worry about the Palestinian society movement at the moment. I think they are making it an increasingly hostile place for Jewish students to be at. I mean, just look at the BDS vote last week. This now makes most Jewish students at City University very uncomfortable due to the kind of insidious nature of BDS as a movement and a campaign. And they've told you that they feel uncomfortable? Yes, they have. I mean, one one student wrote in to say that she doesn't feel safe at City University anymore. Even though she's been there for five years, she now feels as if it's too dangerous now for her. I'm wondering how the Palestinian society or people who
0: sympathise with them go about identifying people as Jews. I mean, in some mm-hmm. cases it will be obvious because they might wear a kipper or yeah. they might have a Jewish surname. Mm-hmm. But you haven't got a Jewish surname. Yeah. But nonetheless, this is something you felt yourself. Mm-hmm. How
1: do Jewish students get singled out? I think the internet is a huge, useful means for Palestinian activists. You know, if you've posted something on the internet or, or they can look through kind of your Facebook profile to see what you're to see what you're like, but also... Right. that's a bit like I the mean, Third Reich well, it genealogical is. research, it isn't is. it? But it. with people's great-grandparents. Yeah, definitely. There is, I suppose, a culture of tracking people within this. It becomes very conspiratorial. On a day-to-day basis, I go about City University and nobody bats an eyelid. But online, it's a completely different situation. Well, what happens online? Most Jewish students, or just Jews generally, face abuse daily For if they post something or even if they just happen to have a Jewish surname. How does this information circulate, this
0: information about Jews, and how do the conspiracy theories
1: coalesce? I mean, obviously not being a, a member of the Palestinian Society, I wouldn't be able to tell you the you know, the ins and outs of it, but there are a lot of organizations online that do try to target Jews specifically and Jewish activists, but also not even even non-Jews, those who are sympathetic to to Israel or have called out anti Semitism in the past. I think all of that ties together as one big online sort of conspiracy ring, I suppose.
0: Well, anti Semitism comes in many different flavours, yes. and so does anti-Zionism, and mm-hmm. the line between anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism is famously blurred, and yes. probably always will be. Mm-hmm. But from your experience, what do you think that is the predominant flavour of the hostility to Jewish students? Is it, is it driven by an obsession with Palestine,
1: or is there something more deep-rooted here? Mm-hmm. I think it's it always starts with Israel and Palestine. For instance, a, a, any student who turns up to a University Freshers' Week will be handed a Palestinian badge for them to wear, and they think nothing of it because you know, the narrative is the Palestinians are oppressed, Israel is the oppressor. So it starts with that sort of anti-Zionism, which then if you start going to events or you start reading more about it from that Palestinian perspective, it morphs into something, I think, a little bit more sinister because then any sense of anti-Zionism becomes necessarily about anti-Semitism as well because the two are so linked in that sense. It's curious in a way because actually Palestine
0: and Israel are no longer at the centre of world Mm -hmm. conflicts in the way that they used to be. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering what accounts for it. For example, the presence of Islamic students at London mm-hmm. universities is now yeah. an absolute feature of life there. Mm-hmm. So it's taken for granted, and yeah. many of those Muslim students are quite hardline in their views. Yeah. But also, we've become much more receptive as a society to conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. So, I wonder if you could try and give me. A
1: feeling for
0: what the stream of information is and where these stereotypes are coming from.
1: Yeah. I think obviously the BDS movement, in the context, as you say, of the fact that Israel is not the number one target or the number one actor in the world anymore, or even in the Middle East, shows a huge amount of anti Semitism just there. Why target Israel when there are so many other countries that have egregious human rights violations? You know, in in that sense, it shows that it can't just be about Israel. can't just be about the conflict it must be about something more insidious and this is the thing with anti-semitism is it's never a kind of face value prejudice it's always something lurking underneath that's been there for centuries so i'm always cautious to say palestinian activists hate jewish students or you know anything that explicit but i think there must be something within within palestinian societies that that draws them towards that conflict more than anything else well, since the Palestinian society apparently takes
0: such an interest in, in Jewish students, mm-hmm. I'm rather interested to ask you, who are they? What is the ethnic political composition of the Palestinian society particularly
1: those members who are aggressively anti-Zionist? Mm-hmm. I mean, it does tend to be predominantly Muslim students, but that's not the only demographic you have. You do have a lot of white activists within there too, I think, who, who feel very self-righteous about the conflict. So I don't think it's, it's just Muslims, but it tends to be that sort of religious war almost between you know, the Islamic students who take up the issue of Palestine for whatever reason.
0: So we're talking about mostly Muslim students, but a significant number of non-Muslim students. Do you think there's a difference in the way Muslims and non-Muslims think and talk about Jews?
1: I don't know if there necessarily is. I think you have aggressive behaviour on both sides of the demographic. I think, obviously, a lot of Muslim students probably feel a pull towards the Palestinian cause in the same way that Jews feel a pull towards Israel, for the same reasons.
0: Is there an element, however, of religious conviction? and discourse in
1: the way the Muslims talk about their ancient enemies? I think if there is, it's very implicit, and so I don't want to say that there is definitely, but that's a way of a lot of anti-Semitism is it's never surface level. It's always about Israel or Zionism, political wings of Jewish life, rather than Judaism itself. So I think if there were to be any of that, it wouldn't really be explicitly made, because that would make them too much of a target for criticism from the media or from Jews specifically.
0: Well, i often wondered about the new anti-Semitism. I was a little sceptical for a few years, because I felt that a lot of supporters of the state of Israel were too ready to brand their critics as anti-Semitic. But now the evidence seems pretty convincing. And I have a theory that contact between Islamic radicals and the far left has helped shape
1: a common set of prejudices about Jews. Do you think there's anything in that? I think there is. I think, obviously, we've seen on the far left for decades anti-Semitism, particularly now. It's why you see anti-Semitism now within the the hierarchies of of the Labour Party, because it's the same party leaders who have been anti-Zionists for decades. So, obviously, there has been a, a combination of that sense of opposing oppression for Palestinians, but also now they've taken up that cause, championed by islamic palestinian supporters and the two have combined into something quite aggressive and quite intimidating for jewish students on campus
0: i wonder if the corbyn labor party has made any difference to this because effectively the labor party has been taken over by a sectarian organization one which while not overtly anti-semitic is conspiratorial in its thinking Mm -hmm. and also sectarian in its dynamics very keen to think in terms of plots And that, of course, lends itself naturally to an aggressive and
1: insidious way of thinking about Jews and Israel. Definitely. I think that while Corbyn is not necessarily anti-Semitic, the allies that he makes really do him no favours within the eyes of Jewish people. You constantly see him sharing platforms with anti-Zionist speakers, those who have been accused of things like Holocaust denial or slurs against the Jewish people. So I think what he has done, rather than said anything anti-Semitic per se, is legitimise those views It have always been on the fringes of the party and always on the fringes of the far left anyway. But they feel more confident now in expressing those views through a kind of anti-Israel prism. But it always, it always I think, comes back to that conspiratorial nature of the left, of the far left. I'm wondering if there are any religious
0: themes in this anti-Semitic discourse, certainly traditional anti-Semitism was was very preoccupied with conspiracy theories that involved the Jewish religion, the elders, the protocols of the elders of Zion, supposed ritual practices of the Jews. Do you pick up any of that or any of those tropes finding their way into
1: this so-called anti-Zionist discourse? Definitely. I think a lot of the criticisms of Israel and Zionism still have the same Tropes from hundreds of years ago the the blood libel where you know Israel is killing babies, for instance in Gaza, has been one that we 've seen pop up now and again so I think so you think that 's related to
0: myths about Jews drinking the blood of a Christian child exactly. once a year, and that that sort of thing, and also the harvesting of organs that israel 's is always being accused of mm-hmm. you think is effectively a sort of reinvention of the blood libel. Yeah, it cannot be a coincidence.
1: What are the authorities doing about it? Very little. This is a problem. Universities are having this debate about no platforming. When it comes to Palestinian activist speakers, they seem very lax. For instance, at UCL last November, we had speakers such as Miko Peled and Azam Tamimi. Well, Peled at the Labour Party conference said how there needed to be a discussion about the Holocaust and the facts surrounding it. And Azam Tamimi co wrote the Hamas Charter. These are both terrorist sympathizers and even Holocaust deniers. So the fact that UCL and the University of London are not properly vetting these kind of speakers speaks volumes about how little they seem to care about the welfare of Jewish students in their universities. Well,
0: I mean, God help any student who uses the wrong word to describe a trans man or woman. But it seems that the new culture of identity politics Mm -hmm. offers no protection to Jews.
1: No, it doesn't. And in fact, Jewish speakers, on the other hand, are no-platformed constantly. Take the Israeli ambassador or even the former Israeli deputy prime minister, both of whom have been no-platformed and protested against within the last couple of months, just for visiting and talking to some Jewish students about, you know, whatever it is they were talking about.
0: So do you think this is making... Jewish students at a number of London universities, where the problem seems to be concentrated, rather hesitant
1: about expressing their Jewishness. Definitely, particularly within City University, where we have quite a small group of Jewish students compared to the Palestinian society, for instance. Our events are very much small. They tend to be held behind closed doors just because it's easier that way. Any sort of wider publicity... It's easier that way. Well, it is. I mean, that's an awful
0: thing to have to admit, isn't it? It is. It's easier to hold our events behind closed doors
1: because we're Jews. Mm -hmm. So most of the events tend to be very internal, things like lunch and learn, which are nice events, but they're not anything to the scale that I think a lot of Jewish students would want to see, because obviously you want to express your culture and your religion with like-minded students, but there's not always that opportunity, I think, through fear, because you, you know, we've seen last week that Jewish students come out of that circle and try to engage with the Palestinian activists. They get sworn at, they get jeered at, and they have photos taken of them just for speaking. And do Jewish students ever try to reach out to their critics? They do, all the time. For instance, we have uh, Bridges Not Boycott events, which describes itself as trying to combat the extremism on both sides. The problem is that you don't always get the Palestinian activists coming to that, purely because they say they don't want to engage with Zionists, they don't want to give them a platform to legitimise their views. So I think it's difficult. But there are efforts by Jewish students to try and contribute to the debate, but in a more grown-up, in a more sensible way. The difficulty is making that extend to the Palestinian activists at the universities.
0: Well, it's a disgraceful state of affairs. Alastair Thomas, thank you very much. Thank you.